Brother Hemi, if you could please uh, pray for the offering tonight. Yes, Lord. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you as you give tonight. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you to our faithful men. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's open up to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 37. Amen. Ezekiel 37. God has got a word for us tonight. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 37. Find myself as well. I'm going to read verses 1 through to 14. And I want you to get your hearts open, your mind ready. Get a pen and paper. Begin to write down some things. Because you know what, disciples, we, need, we can leave church and be, we can forget very quickly. Man, what, what was the sermon about? So I want to encourage you, you know, <laughs> write, write it down. Write, get, get a pen and paper, write it down. Get your Bible out and begin to follow along. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 37. It's in the Old Testament. Very, very familiar portion of Scripture. God's going to help us tonight. Amen. Ezekiel 37 verses 1. Listen to these words. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. I want you to get this picture. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? Think about that phrase, can these bones live? So I answered, oh Lord God, you know. Verse 4, again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Verse 6, I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Listen to verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together. Everyone say came together. Bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. Picture it right there. Bones started coming together. The skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, say to the breath, thus says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on the slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and gave breath into them and they lived and stood up on their feet an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy to them, thus says the Lord God, Behold, my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. I want to preach a message entitled, It's Time to Live Again. Amen. It's time to live again. 
Ezekiel in this text, he prophesies in this poetic language. The Lord begins to pick him up, carries him by the Spirit, and he brings him to a place of dryness. God takes him to a valley of dry bones, the bones that were very dry as we read about. Very dry bones. One thing that stands out that bones represented right here, an army that was defeated. And I want to give you a bit of a Bible study lesson here. I want you to know this story is actually bigger than just being an army that was defeated. This is actually speaking of the house of Israel. This is speaking of the Jews. This is talking about the people of Israel. They were saying the scattering of the bones is an analogy of how the people of Israel would be scattered throughout the earth. And at the end of the scattering, God promised them in verse 12, He will bring them back into the land of Israel. And this is not just a nice story where we can hear sermons and go, wow, man, yes, this is actually prophetic of God's people, of what they were going to endure and what God was going to do to bring them back. This is a story where it's been prophesied and then the Jewish people came under the tyranny of Hitler. I remember, do you remember that documentary? You remember the history where, you know what, Hitler began to take the Jews and begin to kill them. Many of the families were separated. Jewish people were killed, tortured. They were put into ovens, baked in ovens. Which is why our scripture says the dry bones were very dry. What a picture because it's talking about what's prophetic to the people of Israel. That, the, that Hitler and his men, the people of Israel were dehumanized. I've read and I've also seen these documentaries and it's so sad that to see these people go through these humiliating things. And God begins to speak through Ezekiel. God's people were scattered in the earth just as Ezekiel prophesied and then God brings them back into the land in May 1948. Israel was officially declared an independent state. And so this is putting the verse in context because it's more than just, you know, your favorite, I guess, story that you like to read. This is putting, uh, you know what, a sermon in real life. This is the Jewish people. This is what they've experienced. And God warns Ezekiel and says, you know what, there's going to be a scattering among the people. And I want to uh, preach from this message tonight because there, in our story, there's a fight that happens, but then all of a sudden there's nothing left but dry bones. And this is not only a story that's found in history. This is not only understanding the prophetic uh, relevance to this here tonight, but I want to tell you there's people here tonight whose lives are like these dry bones. Can you say amen? So number one, if you're making note, number one, is it possible? Is it possible? The Bible says in Ezekiel 37, And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? Is it possible for these bones to live again? Maybe you're here tonight. Maybe you're here in the building and you feel completely burned by life. Maybe you're here tonight and you feel, man, can my life, can my life live again? Maybe you've gone through something that once used to be an army is now being reduced dry bones you've lost the fight inside of you you've lost the purpose inside of you you've lost the passion inside of you and you're crying out can these bones live again can my life live again you have, you've wondered throughout your time could I ever love again 
You don't know if you could ever trust again. You find it hard to pull yourself together. One piece is here, one piece is over there. Your heart is here, your head is over there. Your finances are over here and over there. It feels like, you know what, you're scattered. Trying to get yourself together. People ask you, sister, how are you? You try to piece the smile together. You try to quickly wipe the tears and say, I'm good. But deep inside, it's dry. Can it live again? Can these bones live again? These bones in our text, they've been there. It's been decomposed over years and years. And that's a picture of what our lives could feel like. You just couldn't remember what joy felt like. You just couldn't remember what true peace felt like. You've gone throughout the world and you've lived your life. You're thinking, you know what, oh, maybe this relationship would, you know what, make me feel better or satisfy me. But as you go through life, it's left you dry. Nothing left. Somebody's, you know what, uh, uh, somebody's done harm to you and you feel like, man, my life has been burnt down, reduced down to bones. Faith has died. Passion has died. Purpose has died. And you wonder, man, can I ever live again? You've gone through marriage failure. You've gone through divorce. You've, you think to yourself, can my life live again? You've lost a loved one through tragedy. Can life ever get back to normal again? These are some real issues in life that we face. And the Bible is telling us a wonderful little picture here of an army standing back again. That there's hope at the end of the story. And the scripture gives us a picture. Of what used to be an army, of what used to be warriors, man. These weren't wimps. These weren't just scary cats. These guys were full-on trained warriors, went out with swords and shields, brave and courageous. But now it's just filled with dry bones. Paul writes in Romans 7 verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? David writes in Psalms 107 verse 26 through 27, they mount up to the heavens. They go down again to the depths. What incredible imagery, roller coaster imagery. Once, you know, life was up and then life was down. Once life was good, then life was bad. Life is like a roller coaster. And now nothing's left but dry bones. God takes Ezekiel on a field trip, and even Ezekiel didn't even know that these bones could live. But listen to Ezekiel. Verse 7 of our text says, So I prophesied. As I was commanded. Hallelujah. Come on, this is a word for you tonight. That you know what? Don't let your past determine your future. Don't let failure stop you from living your future. Man, you said to yourself, I don't know what to do. Man, I've tried. I don't know what else can I do. But listen, all you got to do is do what God commanded you to do. Prophesy over these bones. The principle is this obedience i just did what god told me to do principle is obedience obedience is better than sacrifice he looks over a situation and he didn't even know it was going to work he didn't looked over the valley of dry bones and he saw impossibilities he looked over there and he saw bones scattered he looked over here and he saw another bunch of bones scattered and he says could these bones ever live and then god says prophesy and all he did was said this all i do was i just did what i commanded i just did god's word prophesied over these dry bones 
some of you right now you've gone through life and it's very dry and you think there's no hope listen there is hope tonight can you say amen the word of God is the first step to rejuvenation to those that have lost their fight to those that have lost their passion and desire I'm telling you you got to have this burning desire of obedience to God's word that no matter what surrounds you that no matter what's in you in front of you it might be dry bones but listen you got to stand on the word of God you got to stand Stand on his promises, not your problems. You got to say, you know what, God, I don't know what's going on in front of me. Can these bones live? But I'm just going to prophesy. I'm just going to obey what your word says and do what you've commanded me to do. When you begin to act, when you begin to obey, James talks about not being just hearers of the word, but being doers of the word. It's the word of God that's sharper than any two-edged sword that is able to cut through the center of our thoughts. Amen. It's able because we did what God's word told us to do. And there is hope for you tonight that no matter what you're going through right now, listen, you got to trust and obey. That when everything is said and done, when your life is over, listen, you will stand before God. God would say, what did you do? Did you obey? Man, I preached what you told me to preach. I served when you told me to serve. I gave when you told me what to give. I give. I was faithful to my calling. When all is said and done and you stand before God, did you do what God called you to do? Did you be obedient? Did you live a life of obedience? Ezekiel did what he was just told to do. He obeyed. And guess what happens next? Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together. Hallelujah. Turn to the person next to you and tell them it's coming together. Come on. I came to tell you tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost through his word. You got to say, hey, it's coming together. Man, it doesn't matter what you're facing. The bones might be everywhere. But when you begin to do it God's way, come on. Things start coming back together again. I believe that. That we begin to do God's word and God begins to bring things together. That's why life is so much better when you do it God's way. Can you say amen? amen. Jesus says in Matthew 6.33, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what? And all things. That's a guarantee. That's saying, you know, oh, maybe some things. No, no, no. All things shall be added to you how many of us tonight you know we've tried to do it in our own strength how many you know you've tried to do it in your own you tried you thought you could ever do it but man you you ended up at that dry place and you're like man i should have listened to god <laughs> i should have would have could have come on <laughs> ezekiel prophesies and suddenly things start coming together oh you can hear the rattling of the noise click 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 man i'm telling you your life begins to be pieced back together and so secondly, I want to talk about it's coming together. If you're making notes, second point is it's coming together. Listen, tonight there is a move of God that brings together what has fallen apart. Let me say that again. There is a move of God that brings together what has fallen apart. Tonight I come to encourage someone tonight that God can bring together what has been fallen apart in your life. Your relationships may have fallen apart. Your job, maybe things might be falling apart. Finances may have been falling apart. But how many know there is hope in Jesus Christ uh, that he begins to bring things back together again? Oh, come on. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty had a great fall, 
All the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. But I come to tell you, Jesus Christ is able to put back the things together. Come on, let's give God a clap offering because of what he's going to do. We can testify tonight. Amen. We can testify tonight. Man, we've tried putting our life back together. We've tried it on our own, but it ended up being a mess. You've got your arms over here. You've got your head on your backside. It's like, man, no wonder life is crazy. You look crazy yourself. <laughs> I'm telling you, no wonder. You're trying to put your bones here and there. You're trying to put this and that. It's like, man, you're making a whole mess of your own life. You walk past. It's like you look in the mirror. It's like, man, this doesn't look right. <laughs> What's going on? I, try, I thought I did my makeup. I thought I did my hair right, but things ain't looking good. Come on, we got to put our lives back in the word of God. We got to put it back in his hands and say, you know what, God, oh, be still and know that I am God. You might be here like, wait a minute, I wanted my life to be this way. You might be, oh, man, I thought I'd be this way. But listen, his ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. The Bible says it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. That you don't have to try and strive and to put things together again. Listen, you got to do it God's way and say, God, I'm going to obey you. That's when he begins to put things back together again. Church, we need a move of God, not a move of man that tries to put things together. Can you imagine a church that, that tries to function on our own strength and our own ability? Man, we are we're nothing. We need the spirit of God to move again. That's where God begins to bring the families that were once separated. He begins to bring it back together again. You know what? Once that marriages have been falling apart, He begins to bring them back and again and again. If it wasn't for God. Amen. Number three, I want to close with this final point, and that is this, breathe again. As God begins to put the pieces back together, there was one thing missing. Let's read it in verse 8. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. My goodness. Lord, help us. Church, we need the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? amen. Verse 9, also he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds of breath and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived. And they stood up upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Listen, to be able to live again. Listen, to be able to stand in a perverse generation and withstand the temptation of the devil, the flesh, and the world. Listen, to be able to be an army for God, we need the breath of God. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 3, verse 16, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am unworthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Man, I'm telling you, Christianity is just dull, and we're just standing still with no fire, no Spirit of God. Salvation is the gift to the sinner. The Holy Spirit is a gift to the Christian. 
Acts 2 verse 28, Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God, breathe again into the army. God, breathe again into my family. God, breathe again into my marriage. God, breathe again into my, the things that have been dry. God, breathe your Holy Spirit again. This is what happened in the early church. Jesus says, I want you to go and wait there. What, what was missing was the Holy Spirit. Acts 2 verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I'm telling you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit in, your, in you tonight, I'm telling you, you just life is just going to be so difficult. You're going to be trying to do things in your own strength. You're going to fall back on what you know, what's best, and that's your past. You're going to be going back to what you know instead of what God has for you to live in the Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you shall receive power. Everyone say power. power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Come on, we need to be Christians that have power. Man, I'm, we, let's not be weak, anemic Christians. Let's not be people who are lazy and fatigued. But let's begin to say, God, we need the power of the Holy Ghost. God, we've had enough of trying to live life on our own. Come on, we need the power of the Holy Ghost. Do I have any witnesses tonight? Romans 8 verse 26, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. Come on, that's, that's encouraging. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us which, with groanings which cannot be uttered. There's times where you just feel like you don't have no words to pray, but the Holy Spirit begins to pray for you. Robo You begin to pray and the Spirit just begins to come inside of you. You begin to pray. Church, it's time to live again. Holy Spirit, breathe into the lives so that we can be an exceedingly great army for Jesus. I want to tell you, you can live a life with power and victory. With God's Spirit inside of you. Verse 14 of our text says this, I will put my Spirit in you. And you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it. Woo! Not only that he's spoken it, but he's going to do it. Amen. Amen. You know, it's not just something where we just read. Listen, what's been said will come to pass. That when you begin to obey God's word, you begin to live according to his word. Listen, God's spirit within you begins to help you, gives you the victory. You're able to be like an army, like a soldier again. Let's live again. It's time to live again. There's an army rising up, just like we say tonight. There's an army rising up because of the spirit of God. Let's keep contending for the Holy Spirit. Amen. To move again. God begins to piece it all back together. Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Very simple message. It's time to live again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight, you're here in this place, and you know what? You recognize your life is but a dry bones. Your life is messed up. It's scattered. Listen, there's hope tonight that God can give you a new life, that God can set you free. But more importantly, listen, you can have eternal life.
Listen, friend, when everything is said and done, it's not how good you were. It's not what you did on earth. It's do you have Jesus in your heart? That's the real question tonight. If you were to die in your sins right now, or if Jesus was to come back in an instant and he takes the church up in the air, will you make it into heaven?